You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome to Bear and Balance. I'm Jeff Burkus, a writer over at Windy City Gridiron, and I'm joined by the boss at Windy City Gridiron, Lester A. Wiltfong Jr., uh, pretty depressing loss, but an expected loss. Lester, yeah. how are you feeling today? Feeling good. I mean, you know, it's it's the uh, it's the Bears playing the game against the the best team in the NFL. It went about how we all thought it would go. So you know, eh, it is what it is. Yeah, it feels like maybe the start of a new losing streak. We just got over one of those, and the schedule doesn't look too kind in the future, but. The game ended at a 33 to 22 score, which is kind of a weird score, but not nearly as close as you might no. think that that score would lead you to believe that game was over early. I'm sure we'll get into some of that, but I had made a, a comment on a group text with some friends. We were trying to get uh, sort out a time to get together on Sunday and my wife said, well, the game will probably be over by then. Oh, I didn't mean that it'd be. And I'm like, no, the game's going to be over com- from a competitive standpoint in like 15, 20 minutes here. And it was correct. Like they just, the bears were just never really in this thing. And I, I just, I don't know what you do in when you're watching a game like that, but I mean, have you ever quit on a bears game and just, just turned it off and, and done something else with your mental health? I mean, I feel like at this point, we have to kind of sit through and watch yeah. it and then watch it again for some unknown reason. But I, I, I just I just kind of sat there and took it. I've always watched it through, even back in the day when I, when I was coaching. So like I was I was I was busy on Sundays. I would always I had the game on, on the old VCR and I would always tell the, the guy at the PA, say, look, do not announce the bear scores because because I, I am taping it and other guys are taping it, too. And every now and then he would just slip up and he'd say it. So I would know the game, what happens. I would still go home and watch the entire game just because that's my team. I want to see what happens. So, yeah, I've I've never not finished a game from start to finish ever. It's a sick, sick disease. It's a sickness. It is, (laughs) especially with the Bears. Oh, geez. All right, well, let's get into this episode because, um, you know, there, there are some interesting things that happened in this game, even if it was over early. So let's start off with the trench tribute. I believe I get to start off this this week. So yep. I wanted to talk about Larry Borum because okay. I, I went back and I just specifically watched Borum. I had heard that he got graded well, and I just I kind of wanted to see what that looked like. Someone says he graded well. What does that look like when Larry Borum grades well? And I think he's an interesting watch right now. And I, I think we've talked about him a couple of times, but I don't see him winning with power at all. I see him having a nice ability to climb to the second level, which is interesting for a guy that big. He, he does seem to climb into the linebackers and be able to kind of stick on them, which surprised me a little bit. He's not mauling anybody. I don't see him just kind of you know, taking the whole right side of the, the defensive line down when he's, when he's down blocking, or he's not necessarily taking a defensive lineman and moving him off his spot. I don't think he has 
that functional strength. He's a rookie. That's fine. Like he can build that, but he doesn't have that traditional mauler, you know, I'm just going to drive you into the dirt kind of mentality. And I was actually kind of impressed with how he was set up in pass pro. It seemed like he was just stonewalling guys pretty, pretty well. He got bull rush once kind of got pushed, pushed back into Dalton, but overall, like he, he seems like he's kind of winning with a good set and a wide body. And he's kind of climbing to the second level. And it felt to me like something you might traditionally want at left. And a guy like Jenkins, who's more of a hard-nosed baller, is someone that you might traditionally want at right. So I'm kind of re-intrigued by this idea of where do these guys really fit? And I'm curious where the next coaching scheme is going to want to put them. You know, in college, Borum did win with power. But I think it was more power of his mass. I think he was like 360 in college. So I think he was just overwhelming guys because he was just such a mammoth human being. It wasn't actually, you know, physical strength as far as muscle mass, but yeah. it was just his size. And then he dropped, you know, 30, 40 pounds. You know, he's, I think, like you said, his feet, he has really nice feet for his size. Uh, he's still a wide human. So, I mean, that he has right. that going for him. And, and I think that you know, the more I watch Borum, I think he's definitely going to be a keeper. He could be part of the Spares future for sure. I think uh, a year in, in a pro weight room will do his body wonders. And, you know, like you said, the next coaching regime, whoever it may be, they may flip those guys. But but I think Jenkins, he has the same traits as well. It's, it's, it's a nice problem to have if both of these guys are true professional tackles. Yeah, I just, I found it interesting. I, I have watched him before I've been interested in him. I just wanted to just, I watched the whole offensive tape, just watching him trying to shield my eyes from the Andy Dalton play and just try to watch Borum through this. And it was just interesting. I thought some of those traits really, to me, felt more consistent with a traditional left tackle than it did a right tackle. Not, you can say, well, that's not how it works anymore. And that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but but that, that interested me in saying like, this guy might kind of stick and I want to see what he can do in terms of functional strength with one full off season and see if you can do that. I think he'll probably always be someone who worked really hard in the off season. You got to give him all the credit in the world, put his body in a position to be able to contribute as a rookie. You hope that that work ethic continues a guy that had to drop 40 pounds, you know, from whatever he was to whatever he is now, it's a guy that's probably going to always need to watch his weight. And so that's something that the coaching staff, the training staff is always going to need to work with him on. But I'm really curious to see, like, I'm consider me now intrigued at where they finally place him because he's, um, he's, he's showing some interesting traits. You know, if let's say Ryan Pace did hit on two uh, bookend tackles in one draft, that's a, uh, that's pretty good for GM Ryan Pace there. That's a heck of a parting gift. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, for my, uh, my, my trend trivia this week, I'm also going on offensive line. And like you, I did uh, focus on one player. I, I kind of thought he played pretty good when I watched the first time live um, as much as I could stomach watching that whole thing. And then I watched it again and that's James Daniels. You know, I, I think he's pretty, he, he's pretty solid. I mean, he's, he, he's not giving us the, the flashy Quentin Nelson type mauling play that you want to see out of a guard, especially a right guard, but, he's just solid. He's, he's, he's 24 years old. His contract is up after this year. You know, I, I think he's a guy that there's have to bring back just because if you don't now you're really, you know, uh, real thin on the old line there, but I actually, I graded his play. I graded him for 76 plays. Uh, I gave him a plus 66 minus 10, which is a solid B that's 86.8%. Like I said, you know, some of his mistakes were just kind of like, you know, real ticky tack stuff. Um, I'd like to see more of the actual uh, aggression out of him, but 
that's not his game. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a center by trade and, and a lot of those centers are more, more technicians yeah. and, you know, perhaps center is, is in his future. Perhaps center could be in his, his, his recent future. If the bears do make a move on that old line, he's a guy that you may want to uh, kick inside there at center and see what he has. Well, I'd really like to see that. I'd, I mean, why not start playing with these last few games? The problem is you have, um, you know, uh, incentives for Matt Nagy are different than the incentives yeah. for the long term of this team. Like Matt Nagy's trying to squeeze a couple wins out of the last part of this year because he's trying to make a case for whoever, wherever he's going next. Whereas if you had a more future-minded person running the program who felt safe, they might say, hey, you know what? We need to get some tape on this guy in this position. We need to make sure that we're getting uh, Tevin Jenkins if he feels healthy enough to get in the ballgame. But you know, we need to get some tape on him. We need to evaluate this. We need to evaluate that. Matt Nagy does not have any incentive to do that. Matt Nagy's going to do everything he can to try to, whatever he thinks, even if you d- disagree with it, he's going to put you know, veterans in to try to squeeze out a few wins so that he can salvage something out of this season. So I would love to see Daniels get some run at center because if, if there are still Sam Mustafer fans, you know, saying that he's, he's a, a piece of this future um, I, yesterday might have changed your mind. I, I, I'm not sure at this point, you're probably always going to be riding with Sam, but um, I, I would like to see that. I would like to see w- what Daniels can do. Um, with the last part of this. So let's, let's, uh, let's move on here to the, the world of Twitter, which was particularly salty after this game and, and, and crazy amounts of, of different people defending different factions of this bears. I, it was just fascinating uh, 24, 36 hours uh, on Twitter, but I pulled one from uh, at half underscore read and the, the name that he uses starts with an X and I have no idea how to pronounce it. So we're just going to go with half read here. And he says, I need a diagnosis of what's happening to me. I am laughing my butt off and enjoying this game on some level I've never been before. And I, I got a kick out of it because we have been talking about how do you try to put this season into context? How do you watch a game and try to divorce yourself from some of the normal emotion that you feel when you, when you have a team that's competitive and this game was over from the start and there were just silly things happening and just bad plays happening. And I thought that this kind of summed it up well, where I was like, it's just kind of funny at some point, the ridiculousness of this and the fact that the bears keep being put on TV and they have to play in prime time the next two weeks. There's just a kind of a, a, at some point, all you can do is laugh. And uh, I think it was Boers and Bernstein on 670 to score. They had a thing they called fun bad. When something is so bad, it comes to the point where now it's it's just fun bad because it's it's so ridiculous. And I think, you know, I'm not sure if the Bears are quite there yet for me, but it's getting close. And these next two primetime games might 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 put it in, into that into that stratosphere. There's uh the Ted Lasso episode where the their team gets beat and he brings the coaches in the next day and he said, the only thing that you can do in a situation like this is run the game at two X speed and play the Benny Hill music. And, <laughs> and I think that, that may have been a better way to rewatch this game. Cause I watched it at regular time and that was not fun. Um, but what about you? what did you pull from Twitter? Uh, like you said, it was a really weird uh, uh, day in Twitter. A lot of people defending Nagy, defending pace, defending Dalton, so, so I actually went away from the usual stuff and I actually pulled something I, I could have used this for my, for my, for my, uh, my stat too, but it, it's Kevin Fishbane. We all know Kevin Fishbane for the athletic at K Fishbane. 
he tweeted at in 2021 NFL teams that get 26 or more first downs in a game are 39 and 14 after Sunday's loss. The bears are three and five under Matt Nagy when they move the sticks 26 or more times. And that just shows that the, the, the dysfunction of the Matt Nagy offense, even on the, the rare time it actually does something, it's still not putting up points enough to win games. It's just, please let this Matt Nagy experience be over. Yeah. What is happening here? Because you, you watch the Andy Reed offense is predicated on these explosive plays and just forcing the ball down the field and, you know, let it getting the, the ball into the hands of playmakers. You know, you see Tyree kill, you see Travis Kelsey, you see these guys making downfield plays, right. And they are just chunk play, chunk play, chunk play. So the, the way to beat the chiefs right now is everybody's trying to put play them with two deep safeties. So they, in, to make them work underneath and man, Nagy's like, Oh no, I just do that. I just want to work underneath. Right. And like, I'm never going to take anything deep. I didn't bring it up, but I brought it up on Twitter no pass attempts over 20 yards from, from Andy Dalton in this game. And there were a, a number of people that were like, it was a monsoon. And it was like, it was lightly raining. Yeah. Maybe a couple times it came down a little heavy. That No excuse for a quarterback to not no. push it all ball down the field. But it's the scheme and it's the quarterback. Um, and, and so great. The Cardinals allowed you to do that. They were up early. They just kept everything in front of them. They're not going to let you get back in the game quickly. And, and so that is a lot of just reflection of game flow and, and Matt Nagy and Andy Dalton combination, not trying to push the ball down the field. The, the game's flow kind of played into the Cardinals hands. I mean, the Cardinals, yep. the Cardinals want to keep everything in front of them. That, that's kind of how they play their defense anyway. So when the bears are already doing it, you know, it's, it's kind of like the old uh, uh, Levy Smith Tampa too. Is you, you keep everything in front of you. You make an offense have to put together a bunch of plays to get a drive to the end zone. And eventually the offense will screw up. Well, the Bears offense screwed up, you know, four times, you know, four picks. You know, they weren't all on Andy Dalton. You know, there was the one with, uh, with Cole Komet. But, but still, Andy Dalton made some poor decisions that game. And, and it was just a too quick check down. And he should have tested things a little bit. Uh, it's, it's Ben, but don't break. <laughs> And it's make plays when they're there, when the, when the offense gets frustrated and impatient and they, and they do that. So that's basically, like you said, old Lovey Smith, maybe this was revenge from the Denny green, you know, crown. There it is. Right. There it is. You know, maybe that, maybe that was it. So um, good for the Cardinals. You know, they're, they're hopefully going places and, and uh, I'm cheering for them. I'm I've, I've made my allegiance known my, my NFC team for the rest of the year is going to be the Cardinals because they got a root up against Green Bay. So, well, let's uh, let's move on to the to the stat. Caught up in a numbers game. Yeah, what do you got this week? Uh, I'm the number four. Okay. So the Bears were a perfect four for four on down number four on Sunday, but they chose to not go for it on oh. fourth down or at midfield, and. They were already down a couple of scores. It's fourth and two, and it, it's just the wrong decision. Now, I'm going to give a lot of credit to this offensive staff for having a number of plays that they felt good about to be able to go to in fourth down situations. Four for four on fourth down is an impressive stat. Plus, you add in the short touchdown of Jimmy Graham. You add in that two-point conversion of Jimmy Graham. They had plays that they felt good about running in those short situations. 
and they converted them. Now, do it on fourth and two at midfield before the end of the first half. You have to be, you're the underdog. You have to play like it. You have to push and you have to try to get points on the board. It's cowardice to not do that. Yeah, there were a few people on Twitter that kind of tweeted out the the analytics and the analytics say that at that point, you know, based on based on the pure math that Nagy made the right call. But, you know, sometimes football is played with your gut. You know, you everyone knows the Bears had no chance that game unless they they, they took some chances that were that were outside the book. And Nagy had a great chance to do it there. He chose not to do it. You know, the Cardinals ended up doing nothing anyway when they got the punt. But still, you got to take a chance. You got to go for it on fourth down. You just got to do it, especially when you're at four wins and you're facing the the top team in the the NFL. Take a chance. Grow some huevos. Playing to lose more gracefully than Uh to try and get back in the game and win it. That's what that is. And that's, that's, to me, that's cowardice. But what about you? What stat did you have? My number this week is the number two, and that is the, uh, the number of snaps from uh, Bears' second-round draft pick, Tevin Jenkins. He played two snaps on, on special teams in the game. It was nice to see him get out there. I, I, I wish we would have saw a little more of him. Uh, I thought there may have been an outside chance that he'd be put in the Alex Bars extra, extra uh, t- tight end role, but he wasn't right now, so that's fine. You know, they're going to ease him in slowly. Uh, you know, we talked a little bit earlier in the show about how, how the Bears aren't going to play their youngsters right away. And Matt Nagy actually talked about it at his press conference. You know, they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs quite yet. Yeah, I mean, the the Houston Texans are the only team that are the mathematically eliminated. The Lions the are still alive. Yeah. But, like, let's, uh, let's maybe pump the brakes on the mathematical yeah. part because that yeah. doesn't mean a hill of beans. I almost swore, and we don't want to code the – the podcast is a you know a bad explicit podcast. yeah yeah we don't want to do that it's, yet. All it's right. you know it's, it's uh, real quick it's just robert schmitz our producer is the only one that has a uh, explicit podcast on our show he's the, the only, only guy one. that won't swear and the only one that won't swear he, he tagged <laughs> one one of his shows with the explicit and i'm like when i saw it i couldn't believe it i had to call him right away and say what the heck did you do hey hey <laughs> yes. it was a guest they it was a swore, guest, and I, I marked I, it properly. He did. He did. Good job. <laughs> should have uh, should have beeped them. That would have been fun. We we got to get some sort of bears related beep. You know that that'd be that'd be pretty fun, or maybe like a Lombardi. Like what the what's going on around here? Um, all right. Well, that, that's go bears from like gosh, what was that? Dicka. There, it was the there's Dicka some thing. speech that I remember right before like a Monday night football game. He goes go bears. And yeah. You could just dub that over. Oh, that's the his uh, Jersey retirement ceremony. That was it. And it was, it was yeah. uh, like negative degrees out, and he's <laughs> freezing, and he's just like, I'm not gonna stand up here. So he just says go bears and get out. It's kind of like the Billy Madison line from the Adam Sandler movie where he's, he makes some weird comment and then he goes nib high football rules and everybody like cheers. Right. All you got to do is just say, go bears and, and give a fist pump and you're good to go. Oh yeah. It works. All right. Billy Madison reference reference check off. We will take a quick break on the other side of the break. We're going to get into everybody's favorite category, the three bears. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Lester, we're back. So let's get into the three bears. So Hot Bull of Porridge, the guy that kind of exceeded expectations. Now, I think that you might be going in a different direction, but I'm going to say Jakeem Grant. Because okay. he led the team in receiving five of seven targets, 62 yards and a score. Really nice play on that little trick play. Um, he, he really brought a spark. This is a kick returner uh, that we got for a six round pick or conditional, whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, obviously we've had some conversations about his decision making uh, in terms of what he's been bringing out of the, the back of the end zone. Um, but he's been pushed into a role because Marquise Goodwin, uh, you know, is banged up. Allen Robinson hasn't been playing. And so here's an opportunity for this, this guy to get some snaps. And everybody's thought, well, Demir Bird's going to step in and he, he's going to get more. Well, Demir Bird didn't do much with his seven targets, but Jakeem Grant sure did. And so I just wanted to highlight, like, good for Jakeem Grant for coming out, contributing on this offense. He just he's obviously good with the ball in space. And so if he can get the ball in his hands and he can secure it, you know, he is dangerous. And so it is an interesting little spark that he gave the bears. He's, he's a, he's a smaller player, but he was really electric in college as well. So, you know, I mean, he, he's always been a guy that that's wanted to play more offense and, you know, with him getting his chance now, you know, maybe he can earn his way into a second contract with whoever the new regime is going to be, because, you know, there are some nice skills there. And then as a returner, I think he has six uh, touchdowns in his career, whether uh, punt and kickoff. So, he has some juice for sure. And I think he's a guy that, that you have to take a long, hard look at because going into next year, the bears don't have many receivers under contract. I know they have Mooney and that's pretty much the guy. So I think that's it. <laughs> so, so, so you're going to have to bring someone back that, that has some semblance of, of, uh, of, uh, of what's going on with, with, with Mooney, with fields, you know, with the, with whatever the offensive playmakers you have on the team now. So if Grant's a guy that can earn a second contract, I think it's a good deal. Yeah, absolutely. Who'd you have? For me, I'm going to go David Montgomery. Um, I just want to make sure we had a chance to talk about him. 29 touches, 141 total yards. He had a touchdown. He's just such a such a, a no nonsense. You know, he just looks pissed off when when he has the ball in his hands and when he when he runs, he runs angry. You know, I just like his whole demeanor on the field. And when the game was over, of course, you know his his passion comes through when he talks to the media as well. So, you know, I, I actually had a tweet during the game that when when I back when I played, I would have loved to block for a guy like Montgomery. You know, he gives everything on every play. He never quits. You know, he has that, you know, you can see why Bears fans love the way he runs and why Bears fans wanted him to be a Bear for a long time. In this day and age with the way the way backs are treated, you don't know if, you don't know if that'll happen. But if the Bears can find somewhere to have Montgomery stick around, you know, past his first contract, if the money's right, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, let's bring up I, I, our, our mutual friend, Jonathan Wood who is very much an analytical thinker. He has put out some tweets that have rankled some feathers, 
And he suggested that the Bears would be smart to trade David Montgomery in the offseason and give the the bell cow roll over to Khalil Herbert. And here's where I like Jonathan a lot. And he's obviously very smart and he's good with math. And I would like to consider myself someone who is equally uh, equipped to deal with the statistical aspect of the sport. And this is where I have a problem with the analytical community is that this game is not played on paper. And so you can have these tools that are at your disposal to try and help you make decisions. But at some point you have to consider things like what this guy is to your locker room, what he does to the people around. Does he make other players better? Um, Is this a guy that you want representing your franchise? And with David Montgomery, I think the answers to all those questions are yes. And he's good and he's good for the locker room. And he's, he's a guy that these offensive linemen want to block for, right? I'm not saying Khalil Herbert isn't, but David Montgomery has proved that he is, and he has that mentality that you want to see in a Bears running back. And so there are certain players that I think that you do pay the premium for knowing that they're bringing more than just what they're doing from a statistical standpoint or what they're even maybe what they're doing on the field. You're building a team culture and that's important too. You know, I get some Thomas Jones vibes from, from him when, when, mm. he, when he plays and, and, and also when, when he, when he talks you know, to the media, he just has that passion for the sport. You can, you can feel it when, when he's out there. And I understand what, what the people in, in, the, in that community think about when they look at the contracts, because, you know, who's the last running back that got paid decent money that actually panned out. It just, it's very rare at that position. That's what I said at, at the right price. I'd love him back. You know, it's hard to say. I mean, like, like where is the market headed towards that position? We saw a guy like uh, Levy and Bell a few years ago. He turned down big money because he thought he would have a, a much bigger paycheck somewhere else. He never got it. And he took, you know, a big pay cut, you know, so maybe the market is kind of come down a bit. And if that's the case, like you said, you know, for all that he brings to the franchise, you know, he, he does, he, he, besides his running stuff, he's, he's, he's good as a receiver. He's really good in pass pro. You know, he's the total package as a tailback. Now you add into the, his leadership and the stuff he does, you know, off the field. I think he's a guy you, you got to find a way to bring back if, if you can make the money work. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to talk about Montgomery again in a little bit, but cold bowl of porridge here. I don't know that I can go any other direction than to call out the red rifle, Andy Dalton here. Um, four interceptions. Obviously, we're going to give him a reprieve from the one that Komet bumped past to Buda Baker. Um, great play by Dalton to make the tackle. He made two, I mean, he had two tackles in the day. the tackle, I think. I mean, I think Montgomery might've got credit for the tackle on Buda Baker. No, he, but... he actually had two tackles in the day, which was one more tackle than when you're starting into linebackers, Alec Ogletree. <laughs> so he, so he got credit for the one on Buda Baker then? Technically assist. He had yeah, one, okay. one, one solo, assist, one yeah. assist, but yeah. you know, the way the NFL he, But he brought down two. the defensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, he did. You know, and there's a lot of quarterbacks, which, I think is the smart thing. Um, A lot of quarterbacks that make the business decision and just like stand there and and, Teddy Bridgewater recently, a couple of times. Right. And people get killed for it, but that's your quarterback. Like what happened to the Bears' season when Jay Cutler broke his thumb against the Chargers, right? Ruined it. Yeah. It ruined the season. It's like in a way, like, no, get out of the way. Andy Dalton. Okay, fine. Whatever. But you know, three interceptions that were definitely on him. Uh, through high and behind uh, on Jakeem Grant 
on the first one. That's on Terrible. him. Yeah. Um, he had the, the, the batted pass at the line, the tip pass at the line. I think that ball is picked either way. Um, he threw like right at the guy, but the, the tip balls go on the quarterback. That's just how that works. He has to have spatial awareness of what's in front of him. He has to be able to hit the open lanes. That's on the quarterback. That might not seem fair all the time. The only time I would say that that's not the case is when you're playing quick game and your offensive lineman is supposed to cut the defensive lineman to get his hands down. This was not a quick game pass. Um, this is something he needed the spatial awareness there on. Um, and then of course on the screen, he just, he, it, that's a, that's a, it's a bad throw. Um, he just didn't see the guy. Those things happens to every quarterback, right? Like Brady had that pass on the screen yeah. earlier in the day, right? Like these things happen to quarterbacks. I'm not saying Andy Dalton's the only guy to ever have this happen, but when you have, you know, the batted ball interception, you got the bad luck interception with commit. You've got the bad ball interception where you uh, threw it behind grant. And then you have the bad decision where you just didn't see the guy all in one game. You got to get called out in this space. Yeah. There, there's a window to when, when you throw in the wind, there's a window, you know, close, which is the, with, with, with the linemen. There's also the window that you have with the DBs. So Andy Dalton, you know, he, it is on him. He has to see that guy coming, you know, a, as a defensive lineman, you're told to Todd, if you don't get there, get your hands up. So, you know, as a quarterback, you're aware of that. So it's there. He didn't catch it. And uh, you know, like you said, the three of those at least are on him. Yep. Absolutely. What about you? I'm going to go uh, to the secondary of the bears. And that's uh, Nickelback, Xavier, Crawford. <laughs> you know, like I say, who? <laughs> yeah, there, there was a there was a whiff. You know, there was a bad pi there. It's it's partly his fault because he's just not talented enough to be a starter at this level. But this also goes back to Ryan Pace deciding that you know behind Jalen Johnson was going to be Kendall Veldor, Duke Shelley. Xavier Crawford, Marquis Christian. This is this is the group. He said, "Yeah, we're fine with these guys." And you know, this guy was was a six round draft pick in 2019 of the Texans. Didn't make the roster. Was cut. Spent some time on the Dolphins practice squad as a rookie. Uh, a little bit of time on the Bears practice squad as a rookie in 2019. He's been in Chicago since then. He's 25 years old. You know, I think he is who he is. He's not an NFL starter, but here he is for the Bears. You know, he's their starting nickel. He, he's he's getting meaningful reps. And again, it's much, much like the thing with, with the builder. Yeah. Builders out there. It sucks, but Ryan Pace, why did you leave this secondary with these pieces of not good people? We are force feeding <laughs> Ryan Pace. Some of that cold porridge. That, yes, that is absolutely exactly. That's what, what I'm happening. Doing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to kill a guy that's like, uh, you know, probably shouldn't be in the NFL or just should be a practice squad guy. You know I mean? It, it, this is a Ryan Pace is eating this, this porridge. Yeah. Um, and he's not going to like it. Um, all right. Just right. Bowl of porridge. This is where I want to talk about Dave Montgomery okay. because 21 carries for 90 yards and a score is what I expect out of David Montgomery. Right. He caught eight, eight targets, uh, eight, eight, sorry, eight catches on nine targets for 51 yards. That's fine. Right. Like it, they were mostly check downs. He did what he could with them. Um, it, it was a very Matt Forte like game, yes. right. Where he, where he had, you know, 43% of the offensive yards were, were on David Montgomery. That's very Matt Forte. Um, yeah. and, and, and you know what? I'm fine with that. Like, I, I mean, I would love to see more. I would love to see more passing. I would love to see more, but I like that David Montgomery is getting those touches, um, especially with how this offense is currently constructed because he is a guy that is a premier player. And this is what I expect out of him. 
did you catch the NBC uh, uh, logo they have for Sunday Night Football? Oh, he's the he's the David guy that Montgomery. Lead yeah, David Montgomery and Aaron Rodgers. You know, it was Khalil Mack. You know, it would have been probably Justin Fields if he was for sure playing. But David Montgomery, he's he's got that uh, that prime spot. That's nice. Yep, they could have put Roquan in there, but um, I, I like. No one knows who that is, though. Yeah. Well, it's they should, right? Yeah, they like, should. We need they should them have, to yeah. like. We need them to want to yeah. put him up there, but maybe maybe after Sunday, Roquan can make a play or two. But what about you? Who who do you want to highlight here? For my just right, I'm going a little little different direction. I'm going to go with uh, backup tight end Jimmy Graham. <laughs> he had the red zone touchdown, which is his job. He yeah. had the two point conversion, which is yeah. nice. One target, one touchdown. That's perfect. That's who. That's who he is. Twenty-one right. snaps, which is twenty-eight percent of the plays. Backup tight end. That's where he. That's where he should be. His skill set says, "Hey, this is who I am. I'm a red zone guy. This is where I belong." The problem is the money. That the money is not on the field. But if he wasn't getting paid as much as he was, as fans would be saying, "Oh yeah, that's great. That's that's our guy." But you know, if if the Bears could find a way to to not have him paid all that money, it'd be much more palpable as fans. But this week, let's 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 give him a little credit for for doing his his one job. Yeah, we've called him a one trick pony for a long time, and the I'll trick, take it. The trick is great, right? Yeah. If you're going to be a one trick pony, it's a nice trick. Yeah. Now, if Jimmy Graham was on the Jason Peters deal, right? Like if Jimmy Graham was fishing on a river, and we're like, "Hey, man, we need somebody to just come in and catch touchdowns." You're oh. going to play. 10 snaps a game. Maybe you're going to run a few routes. You're going to catch a few touchdowns. We'll give you a million bucks or two. Right. And he signed that contract because he just loves football. He loves catching touchdowns. Right. And he comes in and he does that. I mean, we'd be like, yeah, Jimmy we'd Graham, man, yeah. Jimmy Graham, legend, Bears legend, Jimmy Graham coming in, just catching some touchdowns. Problem is it's hard for us to separate the, you know, front office decision-making from what the production is on the field. And that those things don't match with Jimmy Graham. But it is what it is, man. He he does have a trick. It's a fun trick. I like it. You know, it's 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 like your friend that has the one joke. You've heard it a hundred times, but it's still funny, right? That like still it's, works. he's a funny guy. So yeah, I'm I'm uh good for you for pointing out Graham. I I I appreciate that. Jokes on us though, because he has three more void years on that on that contract. We'll so be paying for that trick for a while, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that 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 friend put his drinks on your tab there um, it is. when you weren't looking. So, yeah. all right. Well, we always end on the fields report, uh, although there isn't one, but I, I wanted to just bring up that there's some indication that Dalton might be hurt and they were kind of calling it a left hand injury as we were um, hearing about this, which some people were trying to make excuses as to why he couldn't throw. The last time I checked, Andy Dalton throws with his right hand, but I, you know, again, I, you know, I haven't played quarterback at the professional level. I don't know if you need your left hand to throw with your right hand, but I, well, I'll leave it there. Um, so I'm not sure where Dalton's going to be with this injury. I don't know where Fields is going to be with this injury, but I'm thinking that we may see a return for Justin Fields on Sunday Night Football, and I will tell you this much. NBC is hoping oh, yeah. that Justin Fields is coming back for this because for some ridiculous reason again i almost swore um for some ridiculous reason nbc chose to keep this this game now i get it it's ratings it's yeah, chicago, ratings, it's, chicago. It's, it's bears packers um this is not going to be a fun game for a lot of bears fans to experience this in prime time but nbc absolutely wants justin fields on the field on sunday night 
Matt Nagy said in his press conference on, on Monday that at this point with Justin Fields, it's all pain management. You know, the cracked ribs, I'm sure, I'm sure they're healed enough to the point where you could play if you have to. But, you know, if you're wincing with every throw, with every movement, you know, there's just no point in going out there. So, you know, they'll monitor him throughout the week. Uh, he practiced last week limited. Uh, he ran some on the scout team. I'm sure he'll do the same again this week. But can you imagine if, if Dalton's hand is at a point where he can't play and Fields is still too sore? It's going to be a Nick Foles show the against giant Aaron Rodgers. killer, the Brady <laughs> killer. Oh, Nick my God. Foles it would be taking the field in that, fair weather. If that happens, then it is going to be fun bad. For sure, fun <laughs> bad watching Nick Foles on Sunday night football. Captain third string slice and dice, Lester. If that doesn't get you amped up for Bears Packers, I don't know what will. Ready. Well, we might have to have a some kind of drinking party if uh, that's the matchup is uh, Nick Foles versus Aaron Rodgers. And um, we might not survive it if we have to put some sort of drinking requirements on every time Rodgers does something good or every time Foles does something bad. But um, that's it for the episode. Uh, we do put these up on YouTube most of the time go check us out there. Um, check out our other shows. We've got some cool guests. We've got some cool shows. Uh, we've got some cool podcasts all, all the way around that we continue to put out despite the fact that this team um, is not holding up their end of the bargain, but that's okay. We're still here. We are helping you get through this season and trying to find the silver lining um, on, on the things that we see. What's going on at the website? Uh, I know we got some stuff coming up where we're actually looking at the future. So we're already looking towards next year. I'm sure we'll have some head coach spotlights, more of them coming up soon. So even though the bears product in the field right now is not the best, we're always looking for an angle. Awesome. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in on this one. We'll see you next week. Same space until then bear down. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.